Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of one-page books of the Bible. This week, our study is concentrated on the book of 2 John, which was written by the Apostle John sometime between AD 85 and 95. The theme of this book is truth and love, hence the title of this message. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message. But if you don't hold to the biblical doctrine of Jesus Christ, you cannot be a Christian because you're saved by the God-man Jesus Christ, the only mediator between God and man, the one and only Savior. And you're saved only by grace, only by faith, only in Christ, only on the authority of Scripture. There's one way. There's only one way. And Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but by me. So those who say otherwise are deceivers and antichrist. Now, what does he mean? Well, a deceiver is one who tells you something that isn't true. Now, most deceivers are themselves deceived. They're the victims of their own deception, but they're spreading lies. Antichrist, we use that as a capital A, Antichrist, to describe the man who's going to be the, the, the world leader in the end times. But it literally means instead of Christ or opposed to Christ. And in a context like this, it refers to anyone who substitutes anything for the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. Now, here is the punchline of the letter. Why did he write this? Verse 8, watch yourselves that you might not lose what we have accomplished but that you may receive a full reward. Now, there's, there's a little bit of enigmatic stuff there, but understand, he's not saying you can achieve salvation and then lose it and achieve it and lose it, or you might achieve it and then lose it once for all. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about the concept of rewards. You read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, most extensively, and we've taught on that in the, in the past. The idea is that your works as a Christian not in order to become a Christian. Your works after you become a Christian will be tried by fire. Those which prove to be spiritually gold, silver, and precious stones, they will remain and they will be rewarded. What is wood, hay, and straw will be burned away by the fire so that only the good things are left and everyone is rewarded for that. But it says here that you may receive a full reward. That implies the possibility that Maybe there's a level of reward that you might have achieved, but you might miss out if you get deceived along the way. And this passage tells you that you can miss out on reward you might have earned by being deceived or by par participating in the work of a deceiver. Fascinating subject. It has nothing to do with the doctrine of salvation. It has everything to do with the doctrine of Christ and other things that are in play. Now look at verse 9. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching, those are parallel, one, it's one description in two parts, goes too far and does not abide. 
Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ, the doctrine of Christ, does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. When someone believes anything else other than what the Bible teaches concerning Jesus Christ, it's not a child of God. That person's not a Christian. That person's not saved. He must not be treated as if he is a member of God's family, because he isn't. So when you venture beyond the boundaries of revealed doctrine concerning Jesus, you've crossed a line. And that's the line we must hold to. It's very clear. Verses 10 and 11. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Now that doesn't mean be nasty to him. That does not mean verbally assault them. What it means is don't welcome them into your home or welcome them into your church or pretend that what you're doing in your interaction with them is Christian fellowship. Now, there's giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. That's a good thing to do. What about those people that are ministering so tirelessly to the, to, to the refugees from the, from the war in Ukraine? That's a good thing. It doesn't, you don't say, I, I see you're starving, and I know your kids have eaten, haven't eaten for three days. What's your doctrine of Jesus? Tell me, and maybe you can get a Big Mac. No, that, that, that's not what this is saying. But do not receive them into your house. That was a much bigger deal in the early church. Cults love to prey on those who know just enough about the truth to be extra gullible when somebody comes along and seems to know it well. Well, I, these people were talking to me and, and uh, you know, their, their, their name tag said elder and they know the Bible better than I do. Well, that means you have a problem. Right? You need to know the Bible better than they do. They're going to come. And in the early church, hospitality toward strangers was a lifeline for traveling Christians. Motel 6 was not leaving the light on. There were no KOAs with hookups for your donkey or camel on the edge of town. You had to rely on your spiritual family. Now, it's quite possible that John was also referring to a, a house church, a group of believers worshiping together in, in a house. And if that's the case, he's emphasizing all the stronger, the church must not welcome so-called teachers and prophets without testing their doctrine. Anyone is welcome to come and visit us anytime. Bring your friends. We'd love them to hear what the Bible says. We'd love to have opportunity to, 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 to share the gospel with people. But we don't just have somebody who comes and stands at our driveway and passes out pamphlets say, oh, come get in the pulpit. We want to hear what you have to say. It doesn't work that way. The line to draw is never let a false teacher into your home or permit him to teach you his doctrine. If you can't take, take control of a situation to make sure you share the gospel, it's better to just excuse yourself and close the door than to open up your household and your family to deception. Fellowship has a boundary, the truth. You can't have Christian fellowship with people who reject the truth about Jesus Christ. And if you assist them along the way toward teaching their error, you are participating in their evil. And that's not a good thing. 
Oh, and, and by the way, this command does not negate the other commands to welcome strangers. Hebrews 13, 2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Oh, that's quite a verse. We know it happened at least once in Sodom, but it says some have entertained angels without knowing it. So sometimes you being kind to the one who is the stranger, the one who is hungry, the one who does need a cup of cold water, the one who does need temporary shelter along their way, oh, that can be a really good thing. But Christian fellowship is something very different and very special and very precious. And the boundary on fellowship is truth. Finally, truth. There's too much to say. Look at verses 12 and 13. Having many things to write to you, I do not want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that your joy may be made full. The children of your chosen sister greet you. Now this little letter makes one strong point. Truth is everything to a Christian. It's the source of life, the rule of life, the boundary of love, the boundary of your fellowship. But notice this final important principle here. There is no substitute for face-to-face discipleship and fellowship. The idea that you don't need to spend plenty of time learning from more mature believers, that's bunk. You need to be with each other. We need to. uh, Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. It's good to be together. It's good to talk about things. It's good to, to weigh ideas and then say, now let's bring them to the scriptures and see what is absolutely right here. Look, recordings are good things. This is being recorded, it will be used elsewhere. Uh, The internet can be used for a couple of good things and a whole bunch of bad things. Um, radio, television can be used for good things. We've been on radio for years and years. It's the most used portal into the fellowship of Heritage Bible Church. Books are, are, are a great treasure, but there's nothing in any of those that can possibly replace fellowship face-to-face in the body of Christ. You can't grow the way God wants you to grow in isolation. Oh, and by the way, verse 13, the children of your chosen sister greet you. I won't bore you with the inane spiritualizing you can find in commentators. You know what that means? John sent greetings from nieces and nephews and cousins to the chosen lady and her family. If you can't leave it at that, I don't know, read another book of the Bible. If the natural sense makes sense, there's no sense seeking any other sense. This book is so clear and simple. Helping deceivers is like committing spiritual treason. So keep the balance always anchored to the truth, always tenaciously clinging to love. And if your knowledge of the truth is not causing you to reach out beyond yourself to serve somebody else, well, then you're not walking in the truth. Pick up a packet of love, walk with the truth into the world. And spend as much time and energy on serving as you do on studying and praying and reading because we are the stewards of truth 
and love. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.